Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. This show is brought to you by Navman, and I've recently been looking again at the Drive Duo SUV. It's a really cool product. I've mentioned it before, but it has got the GPS navigation as well as the dash cam built in on the front. But as part of that, the, some of the things that it does come with, and you may not have actually noticed this, is Lonely Planet Guides. So if you are traveling, maybe you're on holidays and you're somewhere, it will give you some tips and different guidance that you can take, different, different routes that you can and explore. Beyond the road though, if you do take the dirt track and you're looking at four-wheel drive tracks, they're also built in as well. And I think that's a really cool thing that Navman's provided there. You know, things like how to get to a different camping site, how to find lookouts and different points of interest. And obviously, any road trip, sometimes you will need roadside assistance. And for a lot of people, you don't have a crossroad. Sometimes it's a really, really long road that you're going down. But with this Navman product, you can provide GPS coordinates to somebody to get some proper roadside assistance so that you are found for any emergency that you do hopefully never have to face. These are products from Navman. Now let's get on with the show. And obviously, for those playing at home tonight, I am drinking a Mill Historia Garnacha. Now, essentially, it's a Grenache wine. I may have spoken about this before on the show or this style of wine. It's the G in the GSM, as I like to call it. Now, what's interesting here is uh, seller masters who've sent me this bottle, that they tell me that they've seen a 135% increase in sales just on Grenache. And that's really interesting year on year. Uh, but this particular bottle is from, from Spain, uh, from Valencia in particular. And for me, really fruit-driven on the palate. It is a red wine for those who don't know. Uh, it's, it's a really lovely wine. This is 22 not an expensive bottle, especially given where it's from and that it's all organic. It's completely vegan friendly if that's something you do care about as well. It is from Selamites. It's exclusively to them. So unfortunately, you can't just walk down the road and go and buy a bottle. You need to get in touch with Selamites direct and have it shipped to your door. All right, now this week in tech news, some interesting stuff. Now, Uber, Uber's looking at launching a new feature called Pet. Now, I don't have a pet, so for me, it's a bit difficult to have understood this problem that people have been facing in that they book an Uber car to pick them up. Maybe they're sitting there with their dog in their handbag or their dog on a lead or their parrot on their shoulder, whatever it is. And then the Uber driver turns up and gives this big Greta Thunberg, How dare you? And all of a sudden you lose your ride, it's cancelled because they don't want the pet in the car. So Uber is coming out with this new feature that allows you to select Uber pet. And that means that it tells the driver or it notifies only drivers that will accept people who accept a dog in the back of their car or a cat or a lion, whatever your pet is. I think this is really cool. It's probably important if you do have pets and you commute with them. Maybe it's a support animal. Maybe it's a guide dog. Uh, actually, that's a really good point. I probably shouldn't joke about this. Maybe it's a guide dog and this should never be joked about. And that's if you were, imagine being an Uber driver and you're canceling on a blind person with a guide dog. They, they wouldn't know. Actually, you know what? They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't actually probably use the app. So moving forward, uh, you'll have the <laughs> man, you'll have access to this Uber Pet. That was unexpected. The more you think about this, sometimes the more it makes sense, and then you wonder if it does. Moving on, 
Windows is going to be releasing an update. So if you do use Windows 10, uh, expect an update very, very soon. And what it will actually mean for those out there who use Android phones is that you'll actually be able to make and receive calls through your computer. So you could just have your, your phone in your pocket and you're sitting at work typing away and maybe you want to click to call. So you imagine you're browsing a website, you find a restaurant, click on the phone number, boom, you start calling them through your computer. Especially if you've got Bluetooth headphones or something, it's just one less thing to have to worry about pulling your phone out and dialing the number. Click to call or if your missus is calling while you're at work, bang, answer it straight from your desk. I think this is fantastic. Uh, for me, uh, in my workplace, to give you a bit of context, I don't have a landline phone on my desk anymore. I think it's ridiculous to even have one. Uh, so I actually do just have my smartphone and that's my actual phone. My, it's my only phone number. Uh, I don't have a landline anywhere. And I, you know, I think for me, this is a natural progression, but I think for others, it can be really interesting to see how they adopt it. But ultimately, smart move by Microsoft. It just keeps people focused on what they're doing. If a call comes in, I don't have to pick up another device. I don't have to look anywhere. I just see the number. I can decline it. I can answer it. Whatever I want to do straight from my desktop. Really cool. It'll be a free update for Windows 10. Uh, Android phones from, I think, Android 9 upwards, you'll be able to start using it. But I think it's great. And it'll be all Android devices. So you know, not going to be fussing about whether you're on Samsung or LG or something else. Now, in a little bit of sad news, actually, uh, Bose has recalled a product. Now, Bose, this is the giants. This is the premium end of town. And, uh, you know, they've recalled a product and a product I've tested and actually really enjoyed. It's called the Sleep Buds. Now, the Sleep Buds weren't headphones for listening to music. They were small buds that you'd put inside your ear and it would play sounds or soft sounds, uh, usually to help you sleep. That's the idea of the name. I used them actually on a flight once and I just had it sort of playing waves crashing in the background. So while I was flying, I don't know, 20,000 feet, whatever it is in the air, uh, I could just hear the sound of the ocean and it was really quite soothing to sleep with. Now, they've been recalled, so I'm sorry if you're starting to like what I'm telling you about, too bad. Uh, they're being recalled. If you do have a pair, you're actually entitled to get a full refund. Uh, the, the basic problem is, is that a lot of people had issues with the battery in that, that it was patchy, didn't always work. Uh, in my experience, I didn't face these issues, so I'm quite sad to hear it to the point that they're recalling them and refunding them. So if you have a pair and you've had problems, yep, you can get a full refund and if you do have a pair and you haven't had problems, get a refund anyway because you know it's money back in your pocket, about 380 bucks. So that's Australian dollars. Who knows what it is in other parts of the world? But yeah, pretty surprised by this. But good on Bose for you know I guess stepping out there. And if it wasn't meeting customer expectations, or if they became unsatisfied with the product that they were trying to sell, good on them for actually recalling it. So uh, a credit to Bose in some ways. Still sad though. I'd love to see this product come back uh, and with those issues resolved. All right, now this week we had an announcement from Tile and I had a bit of a briefing before the major announcement and I had received the products before the announcement as well, but they've announced some new products. And for those who don't know, a Tile is a small, very small device around the size of a 50 cent coin that can be attached to your keys and it connects to your phone through Bluetooth. And if you were to somehow misplace your keys, you can open up the Tile app on your phone and actually find your keys. It's a really smart way of doing it. Uh, vice versa, you can actually press a button on the tile and it will make your phone ring even if your phone's on silent. So just a bit, bit of context there. The other part about the, the tile ecosystem is that all these people that have tiles and when you download the app, you can actually see how many people have, have the tile app around you and how big that community is. It's huge. Um, but 
with that, if I actually lost my keys and I couldn't find them and my phone couldn't find them because obviously you've got Bluetooth range and things like that, I've completely lost them. You can mark it as lost in the app. And then silently and anonymously, anybody who has the tile app is starting to look for your missing tile without them knowing. So if they were somehow to walk past it, uh, stumble across it, you, they won't know that they've done so, but you'll get a notification of its new found location. Do you know what I mean? So that's a really, really cool thing. And the the new products are very much the same in the way that they operate from a concept point of view. So what they've announced is a sticker, which is a small, really small, around 10 cent, um, but a stack of them. Imagine like a wad of 10 cent coins, about five pieces high, uh, you know, about a centimeter thick. It looks like a very small little like uh, what do they call those doorknobs that you used to have that you put on the wall so the door doesn't hit the wall? It looks like one of those. Anyway, what the idea with that one is is that you could put it onto a skateboard, you could put it onto a push bike, uh, something that would be much more bigger in terms of if it was lost. It's it's a bit more obvious. It looks it looks a bit chunkier. It has got a three-year battery life though, which is fantastic, uh, and it does operate in the exact same way. So that's a really cooler product. They've also got the Slim. The Slim is fantastic for wallets. It's a credit card style device same concept, just put it into your wallet or your purse and away you go. If you lose your wallet, it's something easy to find. And then they've obviously got a new version of the Mate. Uh, the Mate is their sort of original product just for key rings. Uh, they've increased the range on them. So it's actually about 60 meters that you could start to find your tile once you're within a 60 meter range of that tile, which again, very, very handy. Now they sent these all to me and having already tested tiles before, it was a pretty simple process to kind of go, yeah, they work. So what I did is I took it a bit of a step further and I really want to tell you this story because I think there's some merit into where it's all going. And it's kind of funny. Maybe you'll tell me. Now, I put it onto a set of Lexus keys. Now, I actually had this key uh, given to me at a press briefing with Lexus a few years back. It's actually a USB key. So inside what looks like a proper Lexus car key is some USB storage. So I wasn't actually losing a, a real car key. But I attached the tile mate to it. I set it up in my phone. I tested it, made sure it all worked. And then I took the key and the tile and uh, and I went to Piermont. I was in Piermont because I had to do a Studio 10 segment at Channel 10 in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I was at 2GB doing my, my radio spot there. So I had a bit of time in Piermont. I thought it was a great, great place to actually experiment with this idea. So while I was in Studio 10, I knew I still had that tile attached to that car key. I knew it was in the car and the car was parked just outside Channel 10. But while I was in there, I, I marked it as lost. And I thought, let's just play while I'm waiting to go on air and see what happens. Sure enough, I think it took about 20 to 30 minutes and, and that key was found. This was before I decided to announce that I was doing the experiment. So I didn't have footage. I didn't actually plan it. I was just doing a quick experiment by myself. It works. There must have been somebody walking by. Um, it was parked near a cafe. I guess it's a busy street. So who knows who walked past and who actually triggered it off. Uh, that's something that you can't find out. But then I uh, then I went for a walk after my TV segment. I was going to go have some lunch. I thought, okay, now's the time to film it. Uh, filmed me just sort of tossing the key into the garden and off to lunch. Here we go. I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to toss the key away and, and come back. And I'll know that it's been found within an hour. I mean, of course it will. 
it hasn't been found. No one has stumbled across it yet. So it may, maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're in Piermont. Um, open the tile app, maybe help me find this thing. I'd really appreciate it. I've, I've essentially lost my key. Uh, I've lost a tile. I've marked it as lost in the app. I may have to go back there and try and find it myself. And I guess that could be part of this experiment in that I go back, I open up my tile app and it starts to search for it within, you know, hopefully 60 meters of where it is. I know exactly where I left it. So presuming nothing's happened, I should be able to pick it up and find it. What I've also done, um, because it does look like a real car key, I guess there is a genuine concern here, um, is that someone could just steal it and hope that they find a car that matches it. Or maybe someone's literally standing in front of a real Lexus with my car key now. Um, but what I'm going to do, or what I actually, what I have done, is the USB key has a PDF file on it. And in that PDF file, I said, hi, my name is Jeff Quattromani. Um, uh, this is an experiment. If you find this and you're reading this, um, please let me know. And I've got my my name and number there. So I haven't had any phone calls from anybody, but it's a pretty discreet USB key. You can't tell until you actually pull the key apart. Um, it looks like a proper car remote. It's got the unlock, the boot button, the whole the whole shebang. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see what's what's been unfolding. But I feel a bit silly. I feel a bit silly because um, people have probably been watching it and then they expected my story to loop and to finish and actually go, oh, look, here's a screenshot that it was found and there it is and I've got it again and how good is that? This is working really well. It's awkward. It's awkward. Uh, No one's found it. And I was literally having lunch maybe 200 meters away, but I still could kind of see the area where where I tossed it. And uh, people were running by. I saw people running for their lunchtime walk or run. And I'm like, why don't you have the tile app installed? Why didn't it? Damn it, it didn't work. It didn't work. And now I'm home. Uh, I'm not back in Piermont till Saturday for my next 2GB spot. So I'm going to probably just go and grab it myself if nobody has. Um, but it does work. It does work because it thinks its last known location was Piermont. And that's good. And if I wanted to, I could go back and find it. But the purpose of the experiment is that somebody else will trigger it for me and they haven't yet. But anyway, if you're interested in getting a tile, I do recommend them. I have one actually on my real keys, on my real car keys. Uh, it has saved me in the past. I've had I've had friends who've had many stories around this as well. Uh, they, they do work. They do absolutely work. I'm just hoping that I can have a real answer, a proper experiment for you, but whatever. It hasn't worked yet. So they start from about 40 bucks and they go upwards. Uh, The small ones for the keys generally have one year battery life, um, but you can actually replace them now. It used to be you had to toss them and buy a new one. You can actually replace the batteries on them. Whereas, as I said, the sticker and I think the Slim as well have three year battery life, which is insane uh, considering that they, you know, connect with Bluetooth and they can be stumbled upon and things like that. That's nuts. And they all emit sounds. So when you are looking for them, you can actually make them get really, really loud. So you do also find them. So they are really smart products. Also a really great Christmas gift, by the way, if you need ideas for people as we get into that festive season. But hey, if you're in Piermont and maybe I think it's Parama Park, I don't know how to pronounce it, Panorama Park. Maybe if you're a tile user, take a walk around Piermont uh, and help me find my tile. I'll recap next week to see how we go and see if I actually recovered or if someone just took it and kept it. We'll see. All right. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about Tesla and and the reason being is that they've been in my news and my social feeds and things like that this week because now in the US, there is a new feature called Smart Summon. 
Now, Smart Summon, for those who don't know what it is, is a feature where if you are maybe on your way home from a shopping mall, you've walked outside the mall, you've got this huge car park because that's how they do them in the US, just single level miles of cars. Uh, You walk out and your car is parked way down the end. You've got all these shopping bags. Heaven forbid you're going to walk that far and burn some calories. Um, You pull your smartphone out, you open the Tesla app, and you can pinpoint where you want the car to meet you. And if you can see far enough in the distance, your Tesla vehicle will pull out of the parking spot, drive its way down to you and stop exactly where you wanted it to. This is a really, really cool feature that Tesla has developed. It's a smart idea. Now, there's a number of factors around why it's a great idea. First of all, imagine a place where everybody had one of these smart summon features in their car. I'm not saying that everyone has a Tesla. What if it was just a standard thing in everyone's car? What it would actually mean is that the car park could be a lot smaller because you don't have to worry about people opening their doors. You know, imagine if you could park cars right next to each other and you could do that because no one's ever going to be going into the car park. You could actually be very creative about how you stack vehicles. You could be very creative about how big your parking lots are based on how many cars now actually fit inside them. You take away all those gaps and you actually get a lot more space back. But what if, you, what if you could then also reverse that feature and instead of worrying about you know, the parking and having it come to you, what if when I arrive at the shopping mall, I just stop at the entrance and I get out and I tell the car to go and park itself. I'm done. I'm going to go shopping. You go get a parking spot and I'll let you know when I'm done and you can meet me at the front door. That's really smart technology and really cool ideas coming out of Tesla. The, the issue has become, and as always, there is issues, but there's, the issue is is that Elon Musk is a little bit preemptive. I think he's a little bit um, – he goes off too early, if we're honest. He goes off a little bit too early. He promises the world. He also calls things things that don't make a lot of sense, like autopilot uh, in a Tesla isn't actually autopilot. It's more of a, a driver assist feature on motorways that help you steer and keep between lanes. But the other, the other area here that Elon has gone off too early, and in the words of Greta Thunberg, How dare you? Uh, it's been a real shame because this system isn't ready. This system isn't ready and it's been completely deployed in the US. And if you've got one of the cars that accepts these features, then you can start using it in public. And people have. And they've started to film it. And they've started to film their cars go up curbs. They've started to film cars hitting other cars. And this is crazy because you're having... A vehicle, a real car with no one inside it, moving, doing its own thing. Yes, it knows what path to follow, but it's not considering the environment around it very well. And I think that's a massive problem. If a car is not stopping for objects or is not actually conscious of the curbs around it, who knows what sort of things it could actually be doing and who it could be hurting in the future. I think Elon Musk and Tesla as a whole need to really be testing this stuff before they release it to market and not just continuing testing and development in the hands of the public because in some situations it could be disastrous we've seen with autopilot we've seen cars literally drive underneath semi-trailers we've seen a lot of people die um, as a result of some of their features and yes i get it people die in car accidents all the time i understand that there are people with other car manufacturers which catch fire and blah 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 i understand there are problems but when it comes to tesla and i love that they push the envelope when it comes to innovation but there is and there should be a very strong level of safety. In Australia, that's the reason why Smart Summon is not available. So that's why you won't see people 
doing this in shopping malls uh, in Australia. The other thing that hasn't been taken into consideration for Australia, and it's one of the limiting factors, is multi-story car parks becomes very difficult to actually do um, GPS um, pinpointing and things like that. So I can see I can see some problems there, but. I'm really excited if it was to work. And I think, as I explained before, in, in the convenience of being dropped off at the door, not worrying about where the car then has to go and find a parking spot, the amount of time it would save you, the amount of space it would save in cities, huge benefits for everybody. But we've got to be very conscious about things that work and things that don't work. And again, Elon Musk. How dare you? All right, guys, that is the end of the show. You've been listening to Technology Uncorked. Thank you so much if you made it this far. Huge thanks again to Navman and Seller Masters, one for the navigation in life and the other one for the nectar of life, that is wine. I really appreciate it and I appreciate everyone who has been listening. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the ratings on iTunes and Spotify and Acast. And uh, there's so much. There's so many different apps that we're on, but I'm going to have this podcast everywhere and anywhere. Now, again, if you've ever missed me and you wanted to get more of my stuff, you'll find articles from me usually in the Australian. You'll hear me on 2GB twice a week uh, and, and a whole bunch of other radio stations. You'll sometimes see me on Studio 10. I'm trying to be anywhere and everywhere, but I have a full-time job, which I do need to maintain and take care of. If you have any questions, you know how to find me, G Quattromani on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You'll always find me somewhere. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.